When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. Now it is time for the financial outlook for personal investors. I'm glad to say I'm joined for the last time this year by Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJBL. Bell. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK uh, perspective after a year that's um, been one many people would forget for all manner of reasons. Um, and then in the new year, we're going to look ahead to what we might expect in 2022. So to t- remind us of 2022, Russ, and the important themes. Tough sledding, generally. I mean, equity markets, flat to down, fixed income markets taken to the cleaners by inflation, commodity prices actually up 10% on average. So that's been the probably the best performing asset class Cash, although returns have gone up on cash, they've been outstripped by inflation. Gold has done nothing, though it's actually just broken back above $1,800 an ounce. Again, to go back to the commodity thing. But if you had a classic 60-40 portfolio, 60% equities, 40% bonds, it's been really, really hard going. And so what were the key issues behind that? Because I suspect they're all still going to be relevant in 2023. Mm. But what were the big shape as well? Energy was probably the first one. It is a convenient tag to pin inflation on Russia's invasion of Ukraine and oil and gas prices. And they have all contributed, but they are not the only contributory factor by any means. We, we were talking about inflation um, mm. reawakening before the invasion, weren't well, we? Well, and oil is flat this year. It's not actually gone up. Um, although it, and it's actually down a third from its peak. Natural gas is still way up from where it was a year ago, about 100% on the European benchmarks. and But again, that's a long way down from where it was. But it, it's certainly a contributory factor. But yeah, don't forget that oil, in fact, is flat on the year and has done virtually nothing overall via a big round trip. Uh, but there will be key factors going forward. We know that energy is a contributor to inflation because it, contrib- it goes into so many other things from plastics to fertilizers to fuel. Um, and so it will be a key issue that central bankers will be getting the prema out and hoping that there is further energy price weakness next year. Why has it been weak this year? Well, fears of a recession, America's reduction of its strategic petroleum reserve by a couple of hundred million barrels, and OPEC plus saying right at the end of the year, it doesn't want the price shooting up, it doesn't want the price shooting down, we're going to try and maintain a balanced market. Why could it be stronger in 2023? China reopening possibly, uh, America replenishing the SPR, having done their political work of getting the gasoline price down before the midterm elections. And also there's just very little investment being put into new fines and drilling, A, because of the oil price collapse of 2015-16, the COVID collapse of 2020, and there's public and political pressure just not to do it for ecological reasons. And oil companies have actually listened and, and, and not drilled. So you could argue that there are reasons why oil could be underpinned. Recession is probably the big thing that might work against it in 2023, but energy, big factor in 2022, will remain so in 2023. Mm-hmm. Second key theme is related. Energy equals inflation to a degree equals interest rate rises. CBrates.com, very helpful website. 355 individual rate increases this year against just 16 cuts. Quantitative easing has become quantitative tightening in most of the Western economies. And even the Japanese 
now seeming to be tightening monetary policy belatedly with a, a widening of the band of the yield they're prepared to accept on the 10-year Japanese government bond. Again, the financial uh, interest rates drive bond yields and the benchmark bond yield in your local country, in this case, the 10-year gilt here in the UK, is the risk-free rate. The UK hasn't defaulted on its debts in 1672 and King Charles II's stop of the Exchequer. So if you lend your money to the UK, you will get it back. You will get your interest, even if they have to print money to do it. Mm. And obviously, they're still not, they're still not then infl- and you still have to consider inflation. But you will get your coupons and will get your principal back. So right now, your risk-free annual rate of return is 3.58% because that's what the 10-year gilt yield is. Any investment that you make, therefore, must offer you a higher annual rate of return than that to justify you owning it, because there's always extra risk on top. If it's a corporate bond, the company could go bust. If it's an emerging market government bond, the government could go bust. If it's a share price, it could go down. If it's a company, it could do something stupid. So any investment that you make, make sure that you pay, try and make sure you pay the right price and so it's capable of providing you the return of at least 3.58% or it's just not worth the trouble. So that's why interest rates are so important because the higher they go, the higher the risk-free rate goes. Okay. Um, Russ, uh, let us briefly pause before we go on to the other topics. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, where I'm in conversation with um, Ross Mode, who's taking us through the main themes that investors have been um uh tasked with in 2022 so we've looked at all gas inflation we looked at interest rates and sort of finally after 14 years moving higher where do we go now all hell the mighty dollar the us dollar because the federal reserve is one of the most aggressive rate risers certainly in the west that drove the dxy index or dixie index the dollar trade weighted index up to a 20-year high of 114 and traditionally, there's an inverse. And again, the past is no guarantee for the future. But traditionally, strong dollar means weak commodity prices. Strong dollar means weak emerging market equities. Why? Well, all bar cocoa of the major commodities are priced in dollars. So for non-dollar countries, they just get more expensive. It needs more local currency to buy the stuff. Mm-hmm. And for emerging markets, a lot of them, as we learned in 1998 and continue to learn right now in Ghana, um, I've got overseas borrowing. So again, if the dollar goes up, interest rates go up. It's more expensive to service your debts, and that's generally bad news for emerging markets because the money then is going on increased interest payments rather than useful local infrastructure projects or other welfare programs. The good news is, as markets began to think, ooh, maybe the Fed will slow down rate rises, and if it's going to slow them down, then it might pause, and if it will pause, it will eventually pivot and start cutting. The dollar came down back to 106 on Dixie by the end of the year. That has given a bit of a lift to emerging markets and commodity prices, and particularly the gold price. So keep an eye on that for 2023. Then two final things for 2022. The crypto crumble, I would say, is one of them. <laughs> Again, you can argue, you can argue related to interest rates because as you know, now that money we are getting price discovery, and what is the real cost of money? It's been artificially held at zero 
yeah. for nearly 15 years. So if money is priced at zero, well, your risk-free rate is zero. So you know there's no cost to it. Take any old risk you want with it. It was the message that was given out. That's now not working out quite so well in crypto land. And, and this isn't to stomp on or jump on. All I would say is there are three lessons learned from whether it's Luna, Three Arrows, Voyager, uh, and now FTX and Coin Exchange, a crypto miners just going into Chapter 11 in the US. Simple rules for investors. Never invest in anything you don't understand. And I'm not going to lie. I don't understand half what goes on in crypto land. So I just don't play or I wouldn't play even if I was allowed to. Yeah. Though um, central, inv- central banks seemed very keen on the idea of themselves starting crypto currency. And they still well. might. They still because, I mean, again, this is the intrigue because of the blockchain and it means that it's easier to probably digital taxes. But the thing that fascinates me here then, the idea behind crypto and the blockchain is that everything's stamped and everything's traceable. So how come $8 billion can just disappear into thin air and nobody knows where it's gone? That's one of the things I don't understand about crypto. So again, I wouldn't be playing because one of the things I was told was true doesn't seem to be so. Yeah. So therefore, uh. so your, your love of horse understand. racing seems incredibly sensible in comparison. Well, there you go. At least I've got the form book to rely on. Um, <laughs> never, invest, or, uh, never invest in anything you don't understand. Never invest in anything that's not regulated. Mm. Anybody that sets up in the Bahamas or the Cayman Islands is probably doing so for a reason. Yes. And also, just ladies and gentlemen, beware of any upstart company that, that starts sponsoring major sports stadia sponsorship deals. Don't forget that FTX sponsors the Miami Heat basketball stadium in Miami at no doubt considerable expense. So fire in here in Los Angeles, that share price is going down pretty quickly. And all the way back to our good friends Enron in Houston. I see a fa- fascinating spon- Russ Mould piece they in the making. All sponsored sports stadiums, a way of making sure they had public legitimacy. Be very, very, very careful. Interesting. So what's and the finally, technology stocks also put through the minister in 2023 of them being the only game in town in 2020, 2021. Even the Manam stocks, you know, of, of Meta, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Alphabet, and Microsoft lost $4 trillion of market cap between them. They still have a very beefy 6.8 trillion market cap. But why were tech stocks, biotech stocks, long-term growth companies, particularly loss-making jams and horror stocks, putting the Minsa higher interest rates? Cost of money was something rather than nothing. And also it increases the discount rate you apply to those firms' future long-term cash flows. That decreases the theoretical um, equity value. So we went from a mush of low growth, low rates, low inflation to maybe, maybe higher inflation, higher rates and higher nominal growth with a bit of a bit of a fair wind. Very different environment. If there is higher nominal growth, you don't need to pay high multiples mm. for growth stocks because there's lots of cyclical growth knocking around in the first place at much probably much cheaper valuations. So if interest rates pivot down next year, that might be good for these tech stocks and give them a bit of a breathing space. Equally, they still have to confront regulation, competition, the economy. If rates stay higher for longer because of inflation, then it could still be pretty tricky for these growth stocks even next yes. year. And I noticed yes. that Kathy Wood's ARK ETF share price still glug, 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 glug. Not so much ARK mm. as sinking fast. So again, she'll be getting the Prema out for sure hoping for lower rates in 2023 and beyond. Russ, thank you as ever. You mentioned earlier that past performance, no guide to the future. No, no, in one, no of your, in one of your recent um, uh, missives, I saw a, a, a sort of Warren Buffett a quote I hadn't seen before. If history was a guarantee for the future, then librarians would be the best and richest of all investors. Yeah, so it isn't that easy, is it? No, it isn't. However, ignoring history, of course, is incredibly foolish. At your peril. As we've discovered in the last two years with crypto and tech, in the end, all the lessons that we could have learned from 
29, 97, or even more modern lessons of 97, 98. Mainly if it's too good to be true. Bingo. And it is. Ross, thank you very much indeed. I look forward to talking to you again in 2023. And, Happy um, Christmas. Listeners to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors should know that in early in the new year, Ross will be looking ahead to what we might expect from 2023. Ross, thank you very much indeed. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.